Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 19th of January, 2023. Flyers back in action tonight. They'll be on the home ice once again to take on the Chicago Blackhawks. And when you look at the NHL standings and you sort by league, you'll see that the Blackhawks come in 32nd in the NHL. They've got 28 points on the season. They're actually tied in points with the Columbus Blue Jackets, but they've played two less games than Columbus. A record of 12-26-4, a 3.33 points percentage. They do have eight regulation wins compared to that four that Anaheim had. When it comes to goals four per game, games played, second to last in the NHL, 2.33 goals per game. That's an issue, especially when you give up 3.69 goals per game, which is fifth most in the NHL. This is not the Blackhawk team's of the 2010s with Kane and, and his healthy prime, Taves, Seabrook, Duncan Keith, and all those great players. This is a far cry from that. And Chicago pretty outwardly tanking this season, trading Kirby Doc and other players this offseason to bring it, trying everything they can to get the next generational player obviously, in Connor Bedard or certainly draft at the top of this draft. And when I was looking at this and looking at Chicago and going, okay, could they get that, you know, that sweet luck again and draft a player that will change their franchise? And I look back at the teams that have won the NHL draft lottery, and there was a run from 2003 all the way through 2008, where the number one overall pick wasn't necessarily the team with the worst record. Uh, the team, I mean, one year there wasn't even a season when Pittsburgh got Sidney Crosby in 05. Uh, but St. Louis had the worst record, and they drafted Eric Johnson. Now, Eric Johnson certainly wasn't number one overall pick. You know, he didn't perform that way in his NHL career, although he did win a cup. Um, Patrick Kane, obviously, in 2007, won the coin toss over the Flyers. He won three. Steven Stamkos has won a couple of cups. But in those years from 03 through that 08 draft with Stamkos, the number one overall pick, all of those guys have won cups. Marc-Andre Fleury in 03. Ovechkin um, was the draft pick in 04, number one overall. Then Crosby has got the three cups. Eric Johnson, I mentioned. Patrick Kane. And then Steven Stamkos. And then after that, the next 14 years of number one overall picks, there is one that has won a Stanley Cup. Only one. Here's the players. John Tavares was drafted in 09. I don't think he's won a playoff series. Taylor Hall was the number one overall pick in 2010. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was the number one overall pick in 2011. Nail Yakupov was the number one over pick, overall pick in 2012. By the way, that's three years in a row for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Nathan McKinnon was the number one overall pick in 2013. Colorado finished with the second worst record that year. They drafted Nathan McKinnon. He won a cup last year. Ekblad was in the 14 draft here in Philadelphia uh, to Florida. Florida was the second worst record in the league. Buffalo had the worst that year. Then Connor McDavid the next year goes to Edmonton. He Edmonton had the third worst record that year. Buffalo had the worst. Uh, Austin Matthews went to Toronto. They did have the worst record. Um, Nico Heischer, the New Jersey Devils were the fifth worst team. And uh, they got Nico Heischer in the first round. Rasmus Dahlin went to Buffalo. Jack Hughes um, was drafted by New Jersey in 19. Alex Lafreniere in 2020. Owen Power, uh, 21. And then Yurov Slavkovsky last year. Now, obviously, some of these players like Jack Hughes, Lafreniere, even Dahlin, Owen Power, they haven't had a 
a lot of kicks at the can, uh, the playoff can just yet. But over the last 14 years, only one player that was drafted number one overall has a cup. That's pretty astonishing to me, especially when you consider that run of 03 through 08. So maybe, you know, the number one overall pick is not a guarantee that you're going to get a championship. I mean, there's some really good players that were taken number one overall. Joe Thornton never won a cup. You look at guys like Ilya Kovalchuk, Rick Nash, never won a cup. And a lot of good players I mentioned there. Tavares is a great player, but has never won a cup. And it speaks to hockey. Hockey's a team sport. You have to have the team to be able to do it. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. And we'll see what happens come the end of the year. We'll have those more discussions at the appropriate time for the NHL draft lottery and all that. Uh, but the, the team right now uh, with the worst record in the league is the Flyers' opponent tonight at Wells Fargo Center. And the Flyers will look to get another win. They beat up on Anaheim the other day, rebounding from that 6 nothing loss against the Boston Bruins. Kevin Hayes with a hat trick in the game against Anaheim. His first, I didn't, I, I'm kind of shocked to hear that that was his first career hat trick. He's never been a huge point guy, but that was his first career hat trick in that game uh, against Anaheim on Tuesday. And we'll see if they can make it three straight home games with a player recording a hat trick at Wells Fargo Center. Leading the Flyers in points right now, still Travis Konechny, 39 games, 24 goals, 24 assists, 48 points, playing over 20 minutes tonight. Hayes second in points, 44 games, 13 goals, 27 assists. And Scott Lawton, who is leading, well, tied for the team lead in power play goals with five, didn't have a single power play goal before this season. He's got 27 points in 41 games. So tonight, Flyers and Chicago. Busy weekend ahead, uh, two games over the weekend as well, three games in four days. Flyers will be in Detroit on Saturday, and then we'll see Winnipeg back at Wells Fargo Center coming up on Sunday. Tons of tons going on in the world of hockey right now, and a lot for the Flyers. Uh, busy time of year and a grind of a schedule. So I wanted to get into this uh, one email I got from a guy named Jim Wood. And you can always email me, jason.mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. Or you can send me a DM on Twitter or just tweet me, whatever you want to do, if you choose to communicate. And here's what Jim says. He says, uh, this Flyers team has a talent deficit, so why is there talk about trading the talent we do have? He said, I understand the financial aspect with Provorov, but people are also talking about Konechny and even Hart. What is the point of trading these key players? You said that no one is off the table. Why? Why not keep what works and add to it? Well, I mean, value in trades is a, var- a variance. It's it's always changing because the value of a player to one franchise could be more valuable to another or less valuable. And if a certain franchise needs what that player brings, he's more valuable to them because they need it than a player where that player would maybe be redundant because they already have what he brings to the table. So there's that part of it. I don't. I say nobody is off the table, but there's obviously guys that I'm not looking to deal. But I have to listen on everything. If anybody wants to really overpay for a player when you're in the situation the Flyers are in, you have to consider it. If you're going to get, you know, two dollars, two cents on the dollar, you don't do it. If you're going to get a dollar fifty on the dollar, you do it, and you got to look at it that way. Because you have a lot of work to do here. And, you know, Konechny's a guy. And look, part of the whole reason for saying that no one is off the table is because the team is 
where they are right now. And it was also part of this process of finding who's who and what is what under John Tortorella. So as we find out those answers, and we're getting some indications on those answers, I don't think any of the answers are final yet. I mean, TK is about as close to a final answer in Carter Hart as you're going to get. But even, again, I'm not looking to trade either of those guys. But if somebody's going to massively overpay me, you listen on everything. Any player can be traded. That was proven when Wayne Gretzky was traded from Edmonton to the Los Angeles Kings. But I'm not looking to trade certain guys. I look at Travis Konechny and the way that he's playing, obviously, the way he's played prior to John Tortorella getting here, the way he's matured as a player, and what he brings to the table. And yeah, I don't want to get rid of him because I'm a less talented team without him. Of course, I'm not considering what you trade him for, but you know he's a player that, to me, is part of this core moving forward. Um, Carter Hart, same thing. You know, some people say trade Carter Hart because Sam Harrison had four or five good games. Four or five good games for a goaltender does not is no insurance policy, and Carter's not going to be great every night. And to me, he's proven that he is a very good NHL goaltender. And as the team continues to get better in front of him, you'll see his numbers get up into those higher levels in the NHL. He's been really good this year, and he's a young player. I mean, he's 24 years old, and you know most goaltenders are just getting their first look at the NHL at that age. He's already gone through a lot of those learning periods, adjustments to the NHL ups and downs and things you have to learn from. He's already done that, and he is 24. So it's not like he's beyond his prime or he's played too much hockey or anything like that. Uh, Again, there are financial implications to it with any contract. Provorov's making $6.75 million. Uh, Konechny's contract is palatable, so is Hart's. So that's not a big money thing here. I think, look, I think sometimes a lot of people, when the team is not a contender, not a playoff team, They, you want to paint with a broad brush and say, ah, the team stinks and there's no good players here. Now, that's not true. Konechny is obviously a very good player. Carter Hart's a good goaltender. There are other, Scott Lawton is a good player. It, You have to have the expectation for that player based on what they're capable of. I don't hold Scott Lawton to the same offensive production as Travis Konechny because they're not the same player in that regard. But I'm not looking to trade these guys. I think some of those guys are absolutely part of that core. To me, Scott Lawton, it's obvious, I think is going to be the next captain when they name him next year. He's a great leader for this team. The captain does not have to be the team's best player. Somehow that got mixed into the captaincy somewhere along the line in hockey, and I never thought it made much sense. Just because the guy on the team has the most points doesn't mean he would be the greatest leader for the team. So it's not about that. But, you know, moving forward, yeah, you got to add talent here. You can't just keep taking it away. And the one thing is, is you go, well, you can trade some of these guys for some high-end prospects or draft picks. Well, now you're trading a known commodity for an unknown commodity. And I've always said that the known commodity in sports, to me, is is always more worth it. But for some reason, GMs in all sports love the unknown commodity because <laughs> they think they can turn anything 
into gold. Some people may say trade everybody. I'm not one of them, but thanks for your email, Jim. I really appreciate it. Let's get to this other note that I got uh, on social media on Twitter from Chris. He said, hi, Jason. I'd like to take uh, a moment to appreciate the turning point of the season. He says this was when Hayes was scratched on December 17th versus the Rangers. He says as controversial as that decision was with the then top scorer, uh, Hayes was put in his place and the offensive lines have remained mostly unchanged since. They show good chemistry, and for those 12 games, the Flyers are tied for 8th in the league with a uh, 6th in goals. For those 12 games, the Flyers are tied for 8th in the league with a 6.67 win percentage, 6th in goals with 48, 2nd in goals for, uh, per games played with an average of 4 goals per game. He said that's quite impressive in comparison to some top teams and fascinating to see how the team is coming together under Torts. Whether this is sustainable will show. But a good base has been built with the roster they have and certainly strengthened their depth for the future. Expecting some moves come the trade deadline, that'd be great. If you could revisit some of your list of who is part of the future and who is not, which you went through earlier this season, and also which Phantom players do you expect to be called up and ready to fill in the gaps. Lastly, thanks for your work on Flyers Daily and stick to hockey. Really enjoy the content and would not miss an episode best. Chris, thanks for the note, Chris. Great stuff. Um, And I appreciate those stats as well. for breaking them down. Uh, as far as who's part of the future and who is not, I mean, we're still just a couple games now into the second half of this season. There's still a ton to learn. This is an incomplete assignment so far to to really determine who is and who isn't. But there's, I mean, you can look at it like you look at a stock page. There's arrows up, arrows down, whose stock is trending the right way, who's trending the wrong way, and who's just flat. And you know, I think certain guys, their stock has been on an upward trajectory since the puck drop of the season, and that's Travis Konechny, obviously. I think Morgan Frost maybe was a little uneven at the beginning of the season, and I think you're seeing a player that's obviously much more confident. I don't think he would have tried to move like that goal that he scored against Anaheim going through his legs and bar down from in that tight with both of his feet below the goal line if he wasn't confident. There's still elements of his game like the giveaway against uh, the, the Washington Capitals on Saturday for that Ovechkin goal was pretty horrific. His game's not perfect, but he's not going into a shell. So, you know, his game's pointing up, but he still has a lot more time to prove whether this is something that's sustainable for him. So, I mean, there's many players that you look at and go, this guy is part of the future based on the way he's playing over this 10 games. But we have to look at it in total at the end of the year in all 82 games, or however many that player plays. Cam York didn't start the season here, so he's not going to have the full 82 sample size to to be weighed on. Whatever he's going to have, he's going to have, and they're going to have to look at it. And, I mean, obviously, since being called up, he looks like a much different player. He looks like one that wants to push the pace and do the things and use his skill set to his advantage, his skating and his ability to get up the ice and deliver those passes and be a good offensive defenseman without being afraid to occasionally make a mistake. There's going to be a lot of guys. Everybody's going to be judged at the end of the year. So there's certain guys that I look at and go, I feel like I've seen enough. And I mean, TK is one of those guys. Carter Hart obviously is another one of those guys for me. Um, But I think everybody, you know, for the most part, pretty much everybody on this roster still has got a lot of runway in front of them. And for some of them, you know, they better get showing it quick. Others, 
keep building on what you've done, like Owen Tippett. I mean, I think he's had a really good year, and he's a guy that I think a lot of us feel a lot better about the return in the Giroux trade uh, based on what we've seen out of Tip this year. So there, there's still a lot to learn from these guys. Um, as far as your other question about Phantoms players, do I expect to be called up and ready to fill in the gaps? Again, that all depends on A, injuries, and B, um, if guys are moved at the deadline. So, I mean, you could see, I mean, I think Chuck Fletcher, when he was on the pod, seemed pretty steadfast against Tyson Forster coming up. That was earlier, maybe later in the season he could come up. He is going to an AHL All-Star game. Maybe pending health of the team, Elliot uh, Denoye could be a guy that could be called up and play some bottom six center time for you. Uh, you could look at uh, Ronnie Adderd is another guy that may get a call up. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out. And then Cutter Gauthier, uh, depending on what he does at the end of his collegiate season, um, he could go back for another year to, to Boston College. And that won't be a sign that it was a bad pick. Owen Power, the number one overall pick in 2021 by the Buffalo Sabres, went back. He went back for another year. 2020, I think it was. Um, he went back for another year. Many players do. 2021. I was right. If Cutter Gauthier goes back, don't freak out. But thanks for the note, Chris. I appreciate it. Flyers and Blackhawks tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. Join us then on a brand new episode of Flyers Day. Flyers Day.